Hi everyone, Sam here, back for 2024. I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm wearing Action Red. I could not be more excited for these next few weeks. This entire year, this next six months, I think is going to be utterly unreal if you've never experienced um, the attention that this market can get, the amount of money that can flow into it suddenly, the volatility. And that's probably the biggest thing I just want to mention right off the bat. I'm expecting volatility. Now, that just means really extreme moves up, down, even sideways, if that's even possible. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be a straight line up or, you know, straight line down, you know, go sideways forever. It's just we're going to see some serious movements in this market of people feeling extreme FOMO, speculation, uh, rug pulls, buying the dip, ripping to the upside, derivative players getting wiped out in the longs and the shorts. This is why we really encourage longer-term time horizons and investment strategies uh, that will hold you in good stead where you are not playing that short-term noisy mindset where you're emotionally getting ripped to shreds, trading the ups and the downs in the short term. When you're more experienced and sophisticated, you can absolutely do that with a small percentage of portfolio, which we're doing currently, which has just been really lucrative. Myself, I've you know, made, a, I think, probably more money in the last month um, trading than I had, you know, in the last six months. So uh, for mine, if you identify certain things, especially in bullish markets, which I can outline today uh, a little bit on the charts, which I've been following, you know, you can make uh, a lot of money or at least supplement your income um, by doing those shorter term trades and identifying it. But the heavy lifting should come from your portfolio and you should be really concentrating on that now, building, accumulating. Last year really was an accumulation year, the recovery year. Um, I'm thinking this year is going to be uh, pretty big, enormous, really. Um, but again, there will be ups and downs. You don't want to go too hard too quick. You still want to be patient. You want to be sober about uh, everything. But I could not be more excited. And uh, maybe I'll just rehash what I wrote. So this video, guys, is I'm not going out just to the mastermind. I'm going to put it out to everyone because I want to start the year with a really big bang and just go through some things um, to keep you all across it. Um, because, again, I think the ETF is going to be um, the largest demand-side catalyst in, in Bitcoin's history. Crypto investors, and I, I had a long sort of back and forth um, some of the mastermind class where I thought it was really, really valuable. I can maybe share it in a sec. But just, just overall, um, I, I think crypto investors are conditioned to expect sell-the-news events. And we might have a bit of a drop away, speculators sort of, you know, dump it a little bit, you know, after the approval comes out. But I don't think crypto investors are fully across what this actually means over the next few months. This is instant demand of institutions hitting our market. We've wanted this and thought this was coming for years. You know, institutions are coming, blah, blah. They're here. Sometimes things are exactly as they seem. And with a tightly illiquid market, which Bitcoin currently is, with these long-term holders just not selling because they expect much, much higher prices and they kind of see how everything's going and they just don't want to hold. They're high conviction. When you bring on suddenly on some conservative investments of $50 billion, some are saying $100 billion in the first year, and, and I'm seeing Nate Girachi, one of the ETF, um, part of the Bloomberg boys, I call them, you know, James, Eric, and then you've got Nate, who's, I think, the ETF Institute, he's actually saying that in his personal opinion, he believes uh, the Bitcoin ETFs will be the uh, most bought ETFs on launch week than it has ever seen in history. So that's bigger than gold, that's bigger than everything. Because I think the hype machine that is behind this 
BlackRock, Fidelity, you name it, Galaxy, Bitwise, they're all releasing their, their ads just current, just starting to just release. The marketing engine of this, they all want this to be a success. They do not want to see a 20% drop on approval. Mark my words, they do not want to see that. They want interest, eyeballs, money. They want investors throwing just everything out. They want frothiness. They want a bit of FOMO in the market. They want to make fees. At the end of the day, that's what they want. They want to make money. You've got the fidelities of the world who are actually true believers of Bitcoin, and they, you know, the head of fidelity is an absolute hardcore Bitcoiner. They're here for the long haul. They know what this represents. Um, but something like BlackRock, still very skeptical of Larry Fink. He says it's transformative. He, you know, he says it's um, a flight to quality and all that. I believe those things. I don't know if he believes what he's saying. I could be totally wrong. You know, but they've got flaws of people dedicated to this now, and I think they're getting reasonably orange-pilled with what's going on. Um, it's very exciting. They've even got JP Morgan, who came out, um, Jamie Dimon, who came out in Congress and said that, you know, crypto should be banned, should be shut down. It's a Ponzi scheme. Now they're an authorised approver for the, the BlackRock ETF. I mean, give me a break. It shows you that their investors are demanding this asset to be put on their balance sheets. Guys, again, I, I may sound like a, a perma bull, but it's just been my thesis all year that this is not something you want to underestimate as a slow grind, instant hit on the market. You're going to have speculators front running this, of course, and that's maybe where you get the derivatives wipe out. You might see some of that volatility, but do not pick up pennies in front of the steamroller. And that's a saying I love to bring to you uh, because, you know, you can try and kid yourself into thinking you are smarter than the biggest algorithms, biggest traders, biggest sophisticated investors on the planet. You might think you can catch you know, a five to pop maybe 20, 30% drop to the downside. If you can catch that, congratulations, well done. You, you did a fantastic job, you know, sell here and buy lower, terrific. Um, and, and, you know, it is possible we go back to 32,000 at some point or 35,000 and whatnot. Um, but the higher conviction, higher probability play and the safest play for the majority of people watching this is to see this exactly for what this is, position for this next year, and get really, really excited with how you know things are going to evolve with not only Bitcoin, Ethereum, altcoins. The thing with these institutions, and this is what I'm hearing through multiple podcasts, and you know, insiders are very, um, very generous with their time, and you know, providing some free content and whatnot. Is these institutions are looking to obviously give Bitcoin and Ethereum to their clients, but there's also this underwriting feeling that once these ETFs are getting approved, there likely is going to be more, there's going to be indexes and whatnot. So there is pre-positioning for indexes. So kind of index funds, when you think of the S&P 500, they lump together the top 500 tech stocks into that, and it's a high-performing ETF, it's a high-performing sort of index. So the idea is you're seeing this year Solana, AVAX, Link, and a few others run. They're kind of like the blue chips of the different niches, so, you know, layer ones, but, you know, put the theorem out of that. Layer one, Solana, um, AVAX Gaming, you know, it's had a really strong one. Um, Chainlink is Oracle. It's got a lot of real-world um, uh, applications and whatnot that's really going well. Um, but there is this kind of spread where a lot of these funds are not only looking to get Bitcoin and Ethereum, but pre-positioning the strategy around this will be they want to gather five of the top assets or 10 of the top assets, at least start accumulating it. And that's what you see when a you know, highly liquid market has been a seen a ton of selling for over two years. You see that uptick of buying demand, and suddenly we're in a bull market. So, um, just quickly read this: twenty twenty four is going to be one to remember the rest of your lives. I, I truly believe this, and even if it it doesn't turn out to be 
you know, raging bull market. And I, I personally believe we're going to front run what everyone else thinks the bull market is, you know, 2025, you know, blow off top. I suspect we actually see much higher prices, faster than everyone thinks, sooner towards the halving, maybe a little bit afterwards. This year, especially in macro finance as well, we probably see a recession. We could see a, another black swan event. That's why volatility has to be on your mind, you know, to have some dry powder to catch the downside if it arrives, sure. But a longer term position is just so, so important. Um, only weeks, maybe days away from an ETF approval and then the Bitcoin halving uh, in April. So, yes, um, it, there was rumours speculating to, you know, that tomorrow there was going to be an ETF approval. That's kind of come out as a bit of you know, cold water on that, but it does seem like we're in the, the window a week or two at max. So this market is going to get hot. You know, it's going to be frothy. We're already seeing Bitcoin start to break out of the range. We'll have a look in a sec. So um, it's kind of like pre-bidding that, that news. Um, again, I'm not, I don't think there'll be a sell the rumor. And when I say sell, uh, sorry, buy the rumor, sell the news. When I say that, I just don't expect the market to just fall over, you know, straight after. We could have a, a, a drawdown, maybe back to 42, 40 um, after that, maybe a little bit lower. Sure. But I think it's going to be a short term effect. So again, if you're, if you're playing a trading mindset, you can do that. Um, but longer term, who, who gives a toss? You know, you, you just look at it that way. Um, and Bitcoin halving in April. So there's multiple catalysts lining up and you've got the Fed looking at cap rates this year, loosened monetary policy. Uh, it's a perfect storm, honestly. Um, massive congratulations to all those that cut your teeth in a dark bear market, survived, thrived, and are now ready to reap the rewards of the biggest bull market in history. So there's a lot of you watching this. In the graduates group, masterminds, you know, you've been here through the, the thick and thin. And you're in that really good spot where you're starting to see your portfolio begin to, you know, rise really quickly. A lot of those buys that you've done, you know, previously where it felt uncomfortable to buy, it's going up. You're, you're starting to feel a bit um, of confidence. It's good for your morale. And I would just say this is just the start. Um, so if you're not good with emotion, if you're, um, you know, overwhelmed when things start popping off, the biggest advice I can give you right now is sit down, turn the chat, or sort of turn the, um, the noise off of Twitter and whatnot, and just have a look at your plan and see if it's still relevant. You know, look at your if this, then that kind of strategy. If it hits this, are you going to take profit? If it hits that, are you going to take profit? You know, what, what, is your, what is your framework that you're looking at? Make sure it's rigid but also have the flexibility to be dynamic with it and change, you know, with, for example, if Bitcoin's racing to 100,000, then you see um, multiple, like the US adopter, you'll say Kennedy or, or Trump gets in and they say, yeah, we like Bitcoin, we're going to put it on our balance sheet. You know, you're not really selling your Bitcoin at that moment, are you? So it's kind of like play the ball where it lies, but technical should drive things. Fundamentals for me have driven all year that is completely overrun the technicals. Um, and thankfully that's paid off. That was my thesis, so happy days. Um, but we do expect the technicals to come back eventually and, and reassert itself. Um, but right now this is a supply shock, supply and demand dynamic, which is just coming into its its real you know, starting phase, that heat. Um, that said, I do expect the, the sort of the ETF, sort of that speculation to be um, not majorly priced in, but to a certain degree already priced in. I suspect we go to 50, maybe a little bit higher um, on approval. Who knows? Could be very, very surprising that, that shorter term. But generally, when these de this demand will hit, you know, slowly and grinding, in my view, and towards the halving, it's going to be that slow move up, similar to what Grayscale and, and whatnot happened last time. Again, I digress. Um, 
For anyone new, excited, overwhelmed, who has never seen a truly bullish market, let's make 2024 one that changes your life. Couldn't be more excited for today and this year. So I wanted to bring a really strong, positive energy for you guys because that's how I felt. Um, you know, as soon as uh, Christmas ended and we started to get towards New Year's, I just wanted that hour to tick over into that new year 2024. I feel this is going to be a huge year for everyone who's done the work and has put in and you're ready to go. Okay, um, let me stop sharing the screen and move on over to my charts because the last few videos I have not done that and it's been a real bummer. Um, so just a bit of an update on that. So Fox Business, uh, doubt spot Bitcoin ETFs proven will happen tomorrow. SEC needs to review changes uh, to Thursday, Friday's S1 filings and comment given this staff being off since Friday. So this is really important. It's probably driven a lot of what we've been seeing, especially in December um, when they were you know, fast tracking a lot of stuff before Christmas. Everyone going to be excited, but really it was always January. They just needed to get in a lot of the the admin stuff. It really seems like this is just, you know, a fait accompli um, and they're trying to get as much work done as quickly as possible to get all these funds launched uh, almost at the same time uh, and whatnot. But so, yeah, I think this is really, really great. Um, they need to review those changes to Thursday, Friday with those S1 filings. So I wouldn't doubt this. I think it's exactly as it seems. And Fox Business has generally been pretty good um, around this. But I would be paying attention, as always, to um, James Safar, Eric Barhouse, and uh, uh, Nate, Nate Chirachi, um, for those updates. Because right now, if I just quickly have a look at James, and these are the, uh, the Bloomberg boys, um, ETF analysts, and they've just been phenomenal, just giving everyone free content, free updates, really sophisticated information about these ETFs, keeping everyone informed. Um, and I think VJ said the same thing here. Uh, so James and, and the other guys, they're still off, I think, on holidays for a little bit, but a lot of this is going to drop, and I'm sure they'll update us. And, and they're really the um, the gold stamp of truth around this. If, if they say something is happening or they're hearing something, uh, if it's been delayed, if rejected, you know, all that, you believe what they're saying because they have been right, you know, 99% of the time with a high degree of likelihood. All right, Bitcoin's starting to ramp, which is really, really nice. And I think um, insiders are starting to bid this pretty hard, um, although technically it looked like it was probably going to break out anyway. So that's all great. My four-hour RSI really just duck into that power zone. So this this has legs. I've got my little squiggles here where I, I sort of thought that's the way price would go. I kind of did the staircase up, didn't have the follow through from the top there. So and probably delete them, which is um, which is nice. But what we really want to see here, guys, and, and this is really important, it's probably my my core trading strategy of late. It's been really, really successful, and I think it's going to hold everyone watching this in, in good stead going into a bull market, is waiting for a reclaim of the breakdown. So you can see over here, 44,000 back in December uh, the 11th, 2023, we broke down and we've been consolidating ever since. So, you know, you can catch a knife on the way down if that's you know, what you want to do. But the, sort of the one of the better strategies that I've found is to, it's classic, isn't it? Support and resistance. Flip resistance into support, you're going higher. Uh, generally, that's how it works. So with a higher probability play, you're going to win more trades than you lose. And even with my, um, my trading of late, I still reckon I'm batting at about 80%. But the losses, uh, small losses, I cut them quick. Um, but the wins are really big, and, and that's really important. Keeping risk small, leverage small. So I'm not doing spot trading, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll be very transparent. I'm doing um, small leverage trades where I can manage my risk but outperform really strongly, and I have my long-term portfolio. Easy, done. Gives me clarity. I'm very driven on, on what I'm doing um, and without, you know, sort of spot trading everywhere, also doing leverage, you know, got everything all over the place. So I would highly encourage to get a clear idea of how you're approaching 
uh, everything. But back to this. So that's a very clear breakdown level. You can see it broke down there and just boom, whipped, uh, whipped all the way down. But this line here, actually right on volume support, we've cracked through it. It's a really good sign. A lot of people will FOMO in right now, and that's not the right approach. You really want to, well, I mean, you can, but myself personally, I would layer in bids back down to support, but the better play is to wait for the close, which is the four hour happening now. You also want to wait for the daily close, but the, the lower you go, one hour, four hour, um, the earlier you can be and to catch the bigger move, um, but the longer you wait, the more confirmation you'll get less gain. So that's kind of my view. It looks like Bitcoin just wants to ramp. But I would be very surprised if we do not get you know, a little bit of a pullback here down to uh, retest the breakdown level, which is now flipped, we hope, as support. But this is a pretty clear validation that's ripped right through. So um, I think Bitcoin's going um, higher here. This looks fairly promising. Um, and I, I guess with the ETF stuff, I mean, I've got on here, was that um, January, January the 8th? So that's kind of the area that's the region that the ETF is likely to be approved, could get approved in the next few days, sure. Um, but that's where I'm kind of aiming January the 8th. I think that's the ARC date um, where I think they're just going to do a flurry of approvals um, all in one, where this could really ramp up to that 50,000 mark on Bitcoin, you know, maybe higher. But that's kind of my target, 48,000, 50,000. I know Joe's target was about 48,000. He's had on this chart for a little while. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, butt into that, you know, super FOMO, super excitement. And then we have a, a larger drawdown back to 44,000 over the next few months um, or maybe over a month, and then we we sort of pick up again, uh, and then we've got the twenty-fourth. Uh, what was that? I feel like that was important. Um, why have I forgotten that? Um, but regardless, then we've got the um, Ethereum ETF coming in. I think May, and then um, and we've got you know April May the Bitcoin halving in April, and then you know Ethereum ETF. So I would expect the market to stay pretty frothy. I'd expect Bitcoin to have a really strong drive, and then altcoins to just rip, absolutely rip. I'm kind of seeing that now. There's a little bit of hesitancy with the altcoins because they're seeing Bitcoin sort of run on this narrative. And that's, that's what I want to drive home. Bitcoin is going to drive everything. Altcoins have had, you know, a little bit of time in the sun. That rising tide lifts all ships. So they're going to rise up with Bitcoin here. But on edge, liquidity kind of wants to go into Bitcoin here or maybe BRC20, maybe, you know, stack something like that to maybe seek that out performance. But right now, liquidity, I wouldn't be surprised, is going to rush from alts into Bitcoin to catch this move. And then, boy, are altcoins going to absolutely rip. Um, so, yeah, altcoins a little bit flat here, which is good to see um, if we're looking for Bitcoin to, to really go. Um, what else? Maybe let's have a look at the daily. Oh, geez, that looks phenomenal. <laughs> um, and you can see here that, Bitcoin has just broken this downtrend of the RSI momentum as well. So break up, you know, break up. Jeez. Yeah, that looks that looks absolutely fantastic. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Also, Grayscale, I'd keep an eye on this. I've been using it as a little bit of a, a tell um, in terms of, you know, when an ETF might get approved. It seems to have, you know, stopped a little plateaued a little bit, about that 7%. But when the discounted NAV gets to zero, essentially it means that all the big investors know that the ETF is happening on that, or well, close to happening, um, and the conversion will happen as well. There's still a bit of uncertainty about Grayscale if they're going to get the conversion at the same time. So maybe that's why the um, the premium hasn't you know, completely closed. I know some big investors like Kathy Wood and whatnot have closed their positions 
for me, that that makes a ton of sense because Kathy was releasing her own um, Bitcoin ETF. Why would she be in something that maybe has more risk that she's not involved in and all that kind of stuff? So um, that was kind of my thing around that. But you can look at the GBT discount, uh, and that is an indicator you can look at um, through the indicator GBTC premium slash discount. I'm also looking in terms of um, other trades, you know, coming up. There's that thought around moving from, um, and we can just have a quick look at Ethereum here. I just don't see Ethereum going, you know, ramping just yet until Bitcoin makes its drive. And I think Ethereum does take over for a little bit uh, in terms of tries to catch up, goes 2,600, 2,800, 30,000 potentially. Um, but the trade that I think is on everyone's lips is the FBTC. You know, when is it going to uh, flip? Because I know, again, a lot of people are looking to outperform Bitcoin with Ethereum to make more Bitcoin. Um, but right now, it's just continuously falling down. And I, I was waiting for, you know, a close at least back into this wedge. But really, I wanted to wait for a reclaim of the breakdown level, surprise, surprise, back up here on this green line. And it just hasn't done that. It's shown no strength. It got completely rejected out of this wedge. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this go another leg lower. A lot of people would have got in on this, say, bullish divergence, but it's just kind of blowing down. Bitcoin looking like it wants to ramp. So Bitcoin going to gain strength. This is probably going to go lower. Where I think, uh, and, and to be honest, I think once the Bitcoin ETF is rubber stamped and approved, and I think investors do turn their attention to Ethereum and that starts to run towards, um, you know, May. And then when this chart flips, I think, you know, you can really outperform. So once it gets back here, you know, I'm, I'm sort of missing out on this kind of 24% move and maybe you do a market buy when it's in here and sort of manage that risk. Uh, but from there, you know, up is another 30%. Might be missing on 10, 20% first of that move, but I want to catch the rest. Uh, alternatively, if you're a bit higher risk investor, I'd be looking as well at, um, you know, Solana Bitcoin. You can start to look at these kind of charts because if you have the same rationale as you're looking at Ethereum, we know Ethereum is underperforming and it, that just hasn't really fired this year, but what is performing? Look for those charts with momentum uh, and lower market caps. Solana has a much, much lower market cap of, than Ethereum and it's had tremendous momentum this year and we know it's it's going to run. I mean, it is. It's what is $100 right now, US. Um there's kind of like this self-fulfilling prophecy. Everyone kind of thinks it's going to a thousand. It probably goes a bit higher in the bull market. I wouldn't be surprised. So if you're doing that rationale, you invest a whole Bitcoin. Let's say you trade um, Bitcoin into Solana, full Bitcoin, let's say 65,000, give or take, in um, Australian dollars into Solana, thinking that, well, if this goes to you know $500 Solana, you've done a 5x. That's not bad. You five Bitcoin back for an investment into Solana, and then you don't even have to go into Bitcoin. You can just hold the Solana and, and sort of play the US dollar trade as well. But this is where you can do higher risk, but outperform even Ethereum um, and look at that. You can also look at Solana to Ethereum. If your aim is to acquire more Ethereum, you can look at Solana because Ethereum is going to run at some point. Is the second largest after Bitcoin. It's got the ETF. It's got that demand coming in, and everyone hates it right now. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to talk about it. And I think that is super interesting as an investor. Um, when everyone else is looking the other way, generally that that tends to run. But um, Solana Bitcoin as an example, and I, I've already done some pre-work on this chart because I'm, I'm interested in this trade because I'm thinking of maybe taking on a bit more risk than looking at Ethereum. Um, but maybe that's that's dangerous. I might do both. We'll, we'll see. I'm waiting for certain triggers. And right now that trigger on Sol BTC. So if, let's say if Solana sort of does its thing, goes to 140, that's maybe a 30% rise. That's you know, it's just really easy because Solana's are a hundred, a hundred dollars. It can really move fast to 140, 200 really quick. 
um, versus Ethereum, it's much slower, higher market cap, you know, struggles, struggled to get to 2000 for a long time, it's got to 2300s, was stopped again, you know, it, it's much smaller increases. But um, for mine, I'm looking for, surprise, surprise, a reclaim of those breakdown levels. Um, but for this to kind of give me a lot more confidence, I'm waiting for reclaim of that there, which kind of was the, the top over here. So get on back on top of this, flip resistance into support. I'll get very interested there. Um, and this was the breakdown level up here. And that is my sort of get really aggressive at that level because Solana is gaining hard against Bitcoin. After that, she's off. She's making new um, new highs against BTC pair. But right now, not totally sold. Um, I was tempted to do a little bit, but uh, and just um, the, the the high conviction play is guess what? Bitcoin right now leading ETF. You are a brave person selling your Bitcoin for almost the guaranteed move. Uh, versus going into something just to, to be speculative and be a little bit more early. So that's my higher term time preference coming in there. My lower risk brain sort of kicking me in the um, the ass, going, "What are you doing? <laughs> you, you, you know, be congruent with what you're saying um, and and remain um, in the trade." But I will be more aggressive with how I you know tweak things a little bit later on. But so far, triggers aren't met, so I'm not moving. Guys, I hope you have enjoyed um, this episode. I can maybe just finish on uh, Solana 109.54 because I know Solana is just constantly coming up in the Mastermind Discord in terms of trading. And I, this is the chart I've made a ton of money on. I've gone to other charts, you know, hit or miss. But this has just been very consistent. The dips have been bought every time. And look at this. If you're a news, newsletter member and you're in the signals, you would have seen the, the signal go off and this drop here. Bought. Perfect. And now it's just, you know, just flying away. If you just have a look um, again, and I'll show you the breakdown level that I was really interested. I saw this sort of dropping of momentum. It's very clear pattern, this wedge moving there, but I was constantly seeing momentum showing bullish divergences, meaning momentum was going higher on the RSI um, while price was just getting lower and lower and lower. So that was kind of my thinking that I, I think this pattern might get breached through here. And if I did see a close above the 10 EMA, which is the white line here, uh, and above this this trend line pattern, I was going to get you know get into the trade and get get pretty aggressive. So I got in early. The the higher um, probability move here is to get in once she's above this one here. See this candle here? That was a pretty clear breakdown, and then she just fell over. So and, and this is volume support as well. So get above there, resistance support. You know one. 113. This level currently is the level 108.50. Um, so this is where you know people reload for that next move higher. Uh, and then once you've reclaimed this level, I mean it's really just this one here, and then you know clear skies ahead. So you can play it step by step um, and and go like that. But um, that's how I'm kind of looking at uh, a lot of these charts. And in bull markets, the, the reclaim of the breakdown is just so so useful. In more bear markets, look for a little more momentum at the bottoms. Um, and then the, the breakouts as well. So, guys, hope you have enjoyed this episode. Um, have a great 2024. Let's get cracking. Let's get excited uh, and get to it. Let's uh, make some life-changing money. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye.